Hello, you're listening to Not the Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about all things British English and life in the UK. My name's Holly. And I'm Murray, and this week we're talking about school. Ooh. Don't I, I don't pretend that that's an alluring topic and that was no, a deep I think it's, source of trauma. Well, that's true. I, uh, I think I was more just thinking like, oh, I can't believe that we've finally uh, yeah. we're finally opening that can finally of worms. Pick at that scale. Yeah, but before we get on to that, mm. it's that time again where I tell you about something mm. happening in the news in the UK. Yeah. Um, as you don't, I can't wait. <laughs> you don't know what's happening in the news. No. Um, you know, very sensibly, I think, but also, you know, it's, it's good that one of us keeps abreast of, uh, yeah, of what's happening. I'm happy for you to shoulder that load. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I feel like we've talked about some, you know, fairly heavy topics of late that are in the news. So I wanted to keep things... Well, I say that we also talked about the new Britain's Got Talent judge. Um, I thought that was a very solemn, <laughs> solemn affair. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd talk about... Um, because this is one of my favourite sort of genres of, of news uh, okay. items, uh, the classic cease and desist. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, obviously, I don't like it because I, I don't like the idea of like large companies threatening individuals or small businesses, but it uh-huh. is always a source of uh, kind of amusement uh, when one of these comes up. So the latest one that's been in the news at the moment is that um, there's a waste collection firm in Brighton uh-huh. And their name is Lord of the Bins. Okay. And Lord of the Bins have been sent a cease and desist by uh, Middle Earth Enterprises. Uh, and they're the people who own the rights to, like, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And I, so I guess including the books, not just, you know, the kind uh-huh. of film-related rights, but even just the use of the name. Um, so they've said that these two blokes who run this sort of bin collection company have to change their name. Because, you know, presumably you'd be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm sure that must be endorsed by... Uh, yeah. I'm sure Peter Jackson himself uh, started <laughs> that company. He puts in a shift every now and then. <laughs> That's so pathetic. I don't know why big companies do this, because it just makes them look bad. It, it makes really them look like they've got no sense of humour. Yeah, and it's um, and also, like, what I particularly like about... Um, you know I love a punning oh, yeah. business name. I'm sure we all do. Mm. Um, so not only are they called uh, Lord of the Bins, but <laughs> their slogan is, One ring to remove it all. Oh, like <laughs> you phone like, them. Yeah, you give them a ring, ah. and then all of it will <laughs> be... Okay. Removed. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gosh. they're they're gonna have to uh, change the name, or they face a lawsuit, I guess. Um, so, but this put me in mind of other um, mm. because I feel like every few years there's something in the news. I mean, I suppose a, a famous recent example of this kind of action from a a large uh, company is uh, Hugo Boss threatening uh, small companies that I think like companies that had. The, the word boss in their name oh. so it might even be someone who just you know i don't know like boss um like publishing limited or whatever i'm just making this up there might be one called that but they were just getting in touch with those companies and saying you need to change your name because people might think it's related to hugo boss uh which caused uk comedian joe lycett mm. to change his name to hugo boss and you say it caused him to do that it inspired him it to ins- do that. yeah it inspired I think he him. had a choice in the matter <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, he was didn't just wake up one day like, oh, my name's now uh, Hugo Boss. Yeah. But no, he uh, has a sort of consumer rights show, mm. and he's done various like sort of publicity stunts over the years. And one of them was changing his name to Hugo Boss in an attempt to. Um, and what came of that? Do you know what? I'm actually not sure. Because <laughs> you, because you can't like sue someone for their name, even if they. Have well, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I assume you, I assume you can't. But um, yeah. But there's there's various examples. So a few years ago, there was um, a shop, a, a sort of um, local shop run by a man whose name was Sing. Mm. Uh, that it, he called the shop Singsbury's, or rather, I think he inherited the shop, and it was already called Singsbury's, a uh-huh. pun on the UK supermarket Sainsbury's. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he he took over the shop and was told to change the name by Sainsbury's. Mm. So he changed it to Morrison's. <laughs> <laughs> and did on. Morrison's prove to be less litigious? Morrison's uh, said, "Oh, it shows that his customers have got good taste." Oh my god! Uh, and they let it go, which made Morrison's look like a much so funner easy, company. Yeah, so easy to be the bigger person in these situations. I know. Well, in in sort of researching this, I found there was also a Sainsbury's local, which oh. was sort of done. <laughs> Now in Sainsbury's colours, right. uh, and they had to change theirs as well. But it is—it's very sad. It's just funny though because you see—you you see it a lot. I think especially mm. probably in big cities like London. But even the weirdest example in, in Edinburgh on the Cowgate, there's that chippy that's called Zara, and it's in exactly the same font as the clothing oh, shop yeah. Zara. <laughs> It's like, what, what, who's benefiting from this sort of yeah, confusion? Yeah, who's like, oh, well, I like their clothes and their homeware, so yeah. I'm now going to go and go get some the of best their chips. Going for the best sausage as well. <laughs> um. it, is, it is very strange. I think it joins, um, it's, it does join a proud tradition of shops with punning uh, names in the UK and, and just businesses generally. Mm. I mean, are there, are there any particular favourites that you can think of? Well, I mean, there's the classic thing of like a hairdresser's being called curl up and die. Yeah. That's, I think that's a very well established one. There's that fishmonger's opposite where you do your shopping that's called something fishy, which. We've put this not, in our story before, yeah. haven't we? Because it's a really not, it's not a very really good a name. pun, and it makes me think has all the fish gone off? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a shame. Like I appreciate that people would, you appreciate know, the effort. Yeah, yeah, would not just think, oh, we'll just call it the fish shop. And there's um, thistle do nicely. I love thistle um, do nicely. Yeah. That's a really yeah. There's probably some good Scottish ones. Like I don't know if it still exists, but there was a um, a tanning uh, what do you call it? A tanning salon mm. uh, in St Andrews that was called Suntan Drews. Ah, um. <laughs> St Andrews. St Andrews, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a bit laboured, but I appreciate... Um, yeah. I appreciate a laboured pun. I'd, I was rather a bad or a laboured pun than no pun at all, I think, mm. given the choice. Mm. It's um, it's just very nice to... It's very nice when people make the effort. I, I think, yeah, this will do nicely as a particularly lovely example mm, but yeah. there's not really any like national or sort of chain businesses with a punning name that I can think of no I think um, it's seen as a bit trivial for like such a it, it, the thing is a, a pun in the name of a shop is not always a great sign of quality oh right I was um, like what's got to do with the sign um, yeah <laughs> well 
Yeah, it, I suppose it does make you think that there's a bit of frivolity. Mm. Um, you know, maybe they've taken finding a funny name more seriously than they have. Exactly. You know, but I I enjoy it, and I think I would always rather patronise a business with a a punning name. Oh yeah. Um, than a sort of Just you know principle. than a sort of litigious chain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, and of course, this doesn't regard names, but there was the famous Colin the Caterpillar court case. Oh not that long yeah, ago. we've talked about that in our story on yeah. Instagram but we've yeah we've not touched on it on the podcast well there was Colin the Caterpillar is a very famous type of cake in mm. the UK from that Marks is, and Spencer's from Marks and Spencer then. so it's a childhood staple of the you know middle classes perhaps yeah I often had a Colin my parents will still have a Colin on their birthdays it's a very delicious cake it's like a chocolate Swiss roll mm. that's covered in chocolate and like Smarties and it's got white chocolate feet and a big white chocolate face yeah it's is, it is just very tasty oh and a tiny white chocolate button as it's like bottom oh um yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it is just a very delicious cake, but Colin the Caterpillar has become a real brand for mm. M&S. They have um, sort of Colin chewy sweets and Colin, I don't know, I guess like merch. Yeah. Um, M&S are very big into this because like they've got... Um, Percy per- Pigs. Yeah, Percy yeah. Pigs as well, which what's is a whole... the lady one called? What, the lady pig? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And there's also a lady Colin as well. Oh. Yeah. Connie. She's called Connie. God, it's like the multiverse of madness. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a famous court case in the last few years because uh, the sort of uh, budget supermarket, the German supermarket Aldi, um, had brought out a very similar... I don't... I can't... Do you remember what theirs was called? Cyril or something? I don't yeah. know. They brought out a caterpillar-shaped cake and M&S felt that it was much too similar um, to their design, uh, and they went to court. But I don't think M&S... I can't really remember the outcome. The thing is, like, Aldi and Lidl both are just full of stuff that looks exactly like branded stuff, but isn't. Yeah. So if they can well, get away with it on everything else... supermarkets as well have, you know, multi-grain hoops or whatever, or... I think that's, <laughs> that's more Aldi and Lidl that have that, like... Well, they, you know, like, if you've got, like, Tesco's own... Mm. Um, or, like, a Sainsbury's well, yeah, Basics. With... Like, they're often yeah. made in the same factory as the branded yeah. one. Or they make, like, a, a value version of something famous, and then, because they don't have the brand name to rely on, they have to, like, describe what it is <laughs> in a sort of a more, I like... Was astonished to learn that this isn't, in fact, butter. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I suppose that's where, like, the multigrain hoops thing comes from. Because, like, Cheerios are just Cheerios. Yeah. But you have to, if you have to sit back and think about what they are, it becomes a strange sort of ontological yeah. quandary. Um, oh, my gosh. I think that's enough silliness for now. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know now what's happening in the news. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, that's about the level of controversy that I'm willing to hear about. Yeah, I think that's that's enough to be getting on with, isn't it? You don't. We don't need to hear about sort of hard-hitting international headlines. No. Let me get enough of that. Yeah, um, you can keep them. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what we're actually talking about today is our our main subject is our school days. I mean, I say mm. our school days. I don't think we want to get too deep into that sort of no. subject because although it would be cheaper than paying for therapy <laughs> um yeah no let's we're just going to talk about the experience of going to school in the uk we both went to state schools we both went to comprehensives yeah. which 
are schools you don't have to pay to go to and there's no kind of entrance exam. Um, Outside of Scotland, there are grammar schools where you do a test at the age of 11 um, to get into the school. And you still don't have to pay to go to that school, but Mm. it's a bit more like academically selective. Um, Is it still called the 11 plus, that test? I don't think it is. People people sort of call it that for ease, but I think they got rid of that name because I think there was a time where everybody took this exam called the 11 plus at the age of 11. And if you were sort of, if you came out well in it, then you would go to a grammar school. And if you didn't, you'd go to a sort of technical school. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, they don't tend to sort of determine people's life paths from the age of 11 now in the same way, which no. is which is a, a good thing. But I think 11 plus is a good bit of vocab to have. There's something you still hear a lot in yeah, the UK, like, I suppose, from like boomers like mm. complaining about the past. Well, or harking back to the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to wear a school uniform? Yes. All the way through? Yes. I just assume that most schools in the UK do. But we, we didn't have a uniform at my primary school in the sense of, like, there wasn't a sort of, like, you know, like, branded thing. You could get, like, a branded sweatshirt and a branded book bag, but, like, there wasn't... <laughs> Swag. I know, but there wasn't... It, a lot of people wore things, like, I don't know, like a white long sleeve top and, like, a navy or a black skirt or something. Hmm. Like, there wasn't a sort of set. Um, thing and I remember wearing some very jazzy leggings that had um, like sort of prints of uh, different other items of clothing in bright colours I remember wearing those to school when I was younger so like it wasn't that strict but at secondary school we had to wear a blazer um, a white shirt a tie not in sixth form but yeah from year 7 to year 11 blazer white shirt tie if you became a prefect uh, in year 11 you could get a prefect tie um, and you could wear like a grey or a black skirt or black trousers see I think I only ever had to wear a blazer when I was a prefect oh right which was in sixth year that's funny so to sort of you know mark you out as posh (laughs) yeah we should explain what a prefect is yeah they don't often have this in other places I guess people who've read you know sort of Harry Potter and other school based books probably know about this this is the thing Harry Potter has really indoctrinated like the rest of the world into the sort of British private private school culture oh yeah no I'm yeah it's it's funny Harry Potter is quite a very like traditional boarding school book basically it's essentially a unit blight in mm. with magic but we, yeah we had prefects at my school and like I think a lot of schools have this some have like a head girl and a head boy as well we had house captains uh, so like each house <laughs> in mm. the secondary school like had a different like effectively a head girl and boy for each house um, but if you were a prefect you had to just like sit indoors um, like sort of make sure that nobody came indoors at break time that yeah. was sort of our job and you also sort of could tell people off if they didn't have their uniform yeah you're supposed neatly. to have a bit of like authority over like the other pupils it's really ghastly isn't it when you think about it I don't think I really questioned it at the time but no. it was just pathetic it's copaganda <laughs> Um, I think I basically became a prefect, so I'd have like somewhere to sit at lunchtime. Oh, that's pretty I also, clever. I think it was basically because it it was essentially meaningless. Like I occasionally said to people like, "You can't come in here." Um, one time, a guy threw a chair at me. Actually, that was my sort of battle wound of being wow. a prefect. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was essentially meaningless. It was just the sort of thing of like, if you were a bit academic and you were just like a bit of a swat, mm. like it was just sort of like something you did. It looked good. It was meant to look good in your personal statement or whatever <laughs> when you were applying for uni. That's so funny. They just don't care. They no. just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a way to sort of outsource some of the teacher's labour onto us and mm. yeah, make us sort of 
feel superior to other people in our year, which, like, what a great system to have. Yeah, it's just weird, but there mm. you go. What was your school tie? Um, primary school, it was, like... I can't believe you wore a tie at primary I school. I didn't, but, like, well, you could choose. Okay. There was a, t- there was, was a tie. Was it on elastic, or did you have to tie it? No, <laughs> I've never in my life... I've never set eyes on one of these I'm fake ties. I'm that a guy elastic. at my, like, at primary school wore a tie when, like, there was no need to, oh. and his was on elastic, and I think I've, I still judge him for that, oh, <laughs> which is so bless sad, him. because it's very hard no. to tie a tie. And it's probably <laughs> better, like, safety-wise, to not be wearing something, like, tied around your neck when you're a yeah. child. But, yeah. you, you want it on a quick release, like yeah. the old uh, Apple um, plugs. Oh my god, the former MacBook <laughs> yeah. plugs. There we go. Um, yeah, it might, so the school type at my primary school was um, yellow and maroon uh, sort of diagonal stripes. Oh, I think it's pretty classic. Pretty classic. <laughs> um, and at my secondary school, you could get it either um, black or maroon, and it just had like a sort of school crest. You could get a black tie. Yeah. Gosh, that seems very, like, funereal. Yeah, or maroon. What is it with schools and maroon? I feel like maroon is such a school colour. Yeah, well, my school did not go down the maroon route. Oh. You could, um... Our, our tie was uh, a sort of, I don't know, royal blue with, oh. uh, I know, with um, red and yellow stripes on, if I remember rightly. And we also had um, a school, like, patch that had the school, like, crest on it. And then at the top, it had a band that would show the colour of your house. So my house was ah. blue. Um, and that ironed onto the front pocket of your blazer so that people, a teacher could look at you and know which house you were in immediately Gosh. by looking See, at you. See, my school had houses as well, but it just didn't mean anything. It was just like a sort of administrative way of like splitting up the classes, like splitting up the sets. Oh, as, right. As so like them. on sports day, you didn't like, I don't you remember, weren't in your houses or anything. I don't remember a single sports day at secondary school. I to bet me, you that's were skyping off. Very... <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. I knew it was good for me. <laughs> I remember it's like I remember sports day from primary school, like egg and spoon races. Yeah. Like three legged race, race. Um, sack, sack race, race. <laughs> throw- standing jump. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember I'm a lot of throwing a bean bag into a bucket. From a <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. But um, when we say bean bags, we don't mean like the big ones you sit no, on. Like they, were like, they were like a size of a packet of crisps almost, like yeah. a small bag of beans. Well, what's the point of them? We're obsessed with those and those cones, but they're not cones because they've had the, the point sliced off. Do you know what I mean? Well, traffic like, cones have. Oh, right, the little squat ones. Yeah, 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 that you'd have just, like, loads of them for, again, not not oh, any God. actual reason. Those give me, like, stress flashbacks. They're such a school thing, those little yeah. cones. Um, <laughs> the, are those beanbags? I swear everyone in my PE lessons at primary school involved those beanbags. Just, bags. like, just, flinging those, and yeah. you've got your daps on. Um, Guys, as we were... Well, actually, no, we got them rubbers. Oh, right. <laughs> Those horrible little gym shoes. Yeah, they've got no support at all, so I don't know why they and give they them smell. to children. They, they smell of rubber. Of, like, burning rubber. Oh. That's what I sort of Yeah, little, like, black shoes that have that are flat underneath. They're a bit like Converse type of thing. They've mm. got that sort of rubber sole and canvas upper, and yeah. then, like, a sort of Velcro strap that you can oh, tighten sometimes. Oh, I just slip sometimes. on. They didn't have Velcro strap at all. I think, oh, yeah, I can't remember now which one we have, but they're not comfortable to wear, and they make a slapping noise when you run around in them. And what you call those and similar shoes is like a big regional sort of identifier in the UK. So like we called, the, specifically the black ones you wore at school, we called them rubbers. Yeah. Um, but like that, just that type of shoe in Scotland is generally called gutties. 
um, are yeah. generally called gutties. Yeah. Um, um, I think the sort of, we've, I'd call them dabs. Like, so it's a very like Southwest thing to call them dabs. Yeah. Um, but I think plimsolls is probably the accepted. Yeah, like, plimsolls is like this, what you'd find the in the standard dictionary. name. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just speaking of like games, yeah. as, as I, because I, did, did you call PE games? No, we That's called it That's very posh, isn't it? Having like double games. Yeah, no, we just called it PE. Yeah, physical education. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of games in the broader sense, like mm. what what were your like go-to playtime games? Oh, well, um, clapping games. Like, you know, like concentration. <laughs> What's concentration? Concentration. 64. No repeats. Or hesitation. I'll start, okay, category is, and then you pick a category, like, I don't know, girls' names, and you have to say as many as you can think of. Oh, I like that. I, yeah. lo- I love a sort of um, quiz game. Yeah, I was then clapping on my legs, but you'd clap, like, hands with another, girls yeah. generally I was always fascinated games. by the girls doing that, because as a boy, I never really was... You must have been it, excluded from those I was excluded games. from that, but I always thought, how clever, how can they do yeah, that? Yeah, well, what, there was another one that was like, my mum, like, is it like, my mummy is a baker, yum yummy. Yum yummy, my daddy is a dustbin man, pong pongy, pong pongy. Pongy. Yeah. And there was also um a sailor went to CCC to see what he could see CC. So that those were really like common games we'd do. We could we'd also do skipping and there was a, a craze for French skipping as well, which I think I instigated at my primary school. Trendsetter. Do you know what French skipping is? I don't but I... it's like um you put this um, sort of like a noose around your ankle oh. and then it's got a ball attached to it and you have to like swing your swing the ball around and you jump over it right. and you can sort of run around while doing it. Yeah, I was also fascinated by the girl skipping game. Yeah. And I remember once in PE we did a bit of skipping and my primary three teacher said to me, Murray, I've never seen a boy who's so good at skipping as you and I felt so so ashamed. Because oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh no. Oh no, <laughs> I'm boys a gender aren't meant traitor. to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was a bit sad. I think the boys played football and stuff often. Yeah. Um, and there was also generally just a lot of running around. I don't know if we did, like, British Bulldog and, like... Um... <laughs> it's British Bulldog where, like, someone has to catch other people. Yeah, you run... They're in the middle and people run from one wall oh. to another and you're trying to grab oh, them. Oh, right, we had that, but we called it Sharky. Sharky? Yeah. <laughs> what about, <laughs> I don't like... Know why. Is it called Good Night, Mr. Wolf, where... What's the time, Mr. What's Wolf? What's the time, Mr. Wolf? I'm thinking of Good Night, Mr. Chips, or whatever it's Good called. Good Night, Mr. Tom. Yeah. yeah. Who's Mr. Chips? Uh, it's like Tom Brown's school days. That's, oh. that's like an, another thing. <laughs> they're, all, they're all the same. Oh, all these sort of um, mid-century sentimental books about yeah. children. Yeah, what, what games did you play? That's the thing, I'm, I'm interested to know what you did <laughs> as a boy who probably wouldn't have been playing football oh, because that wasn't your vibe. No. Did you just play with the girls? Well, at primary school, it was all much more, like, democratic. We all played together. Sometimes the boys would all, like, peel off and play football. And I once tried to join in with that, and it was so traumatic. Because especially at primary school, when boys play football, it's much more like... You know, in, like, the Northern Isles of Scotland, or places in the border as well, where they have these mad games, like, at New Year, or, like, other times, where, like, <laughs> someone throws a ball into the crowd, and then you basically just have to, like, Wrestle beat everyone up. <laughs> yeah, it was much more like that. So I just couldn't cope. For me, the classic thing was just, like, tag... Oh, right. We'd call that tag. You'd call it tag? Yeah. That sounds really American to me. Oh, right. Tig sounds American to me. So what what do you say to that? (laughs) Well, it seems we've reached something of an impasse. Um, and what would be what would the, the sort of catcher be called in in tape? Oh, I think you just say you're it. Yeah, we'd have it or he. Oh. Or het as a sort of um, combination of the two. God. Um, and do you remember like um, 
at the start of Tig to like determine who would be the catcher, who would be it, who would be he. Yeah. What did you do? I actually don't know how we decided who'd be it. So <laughs> we had these games where like there were lots of different variations of it. You might like put your everyone puts one foot in. Or like That's ringing a bell, and then you do eeny meeny miny mo. Oh, okay. Catch a tigger by the toe. Yeah. If it squeals, let it go. Eeny meeny miny mo, and then the person you land on last is oh. out, until you've got one person less left, and they're it. But we also the one that I always remember because I'm like, who taught us this? Was everybody put in um, their like index and middle finger on each hand? Yeah. You put them in the middle of the circle, and someone like counted round, and the rhyme was. Put your two cigarettes in, let me hear you coughing. And then the person that landed on would cough. Then the, the <laughs> rhyme would continue. Very bad indeed, sir. How many do you need, sir? What? And then you would just, if it landed on you, you would just come up with a number and they would count that many round the circle and then whoever it landed on would, like, that finger would be out. It took ages. Yeah, just, yeah you must, must have had the so bell involved. ringing by the time you... Yeah, but, like, with the cigarettes. Honestly, I had a very unsheltered youth yeah, when I went back to Did you do Duck, Duck, Goose? Yes, but only very occasionally. I can't actually even remember what the rules were. Well, it's just um, someone is going around the outside. You all sit down generally, and someone taps you on the head and says duck, and then they touch the next one and say duck. They keep saying duck. But then if they touch you and you're goose, you have to get up and chase them around and try Ah, and catch them. Is that where goosing people comes from? I I wouldn't have thought so. You're not meant to (laughs) grab them by the bottom. No, no. Um, Yeah, yeah, there are all sorts of like tag-related things. I can't believe you called it tag. That just sounds so American to me. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, yeah, I think like people call it all sorts of different things, but yeah. Um, but then in secondary school, it was much more like standing around talking. The boys would still play football, uh, but people would more likely just like stand around and talk to each other. There'd always be a couple of people like snogging. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, teenagers are awful. I know. <laughs> and because we lived at a time before Jamie Oliver's... Uh, <laughs> well, just on the cusp of Jamie Oliver's school meal reforms, people would get... <laughs> at secondary school, people would get like a chicken burger to have at just like 11 in the morning. Oh, God. And yeah. a bag of space raiders. Can I just explain to listeners that um, Jamie Oliver was not like the Minister for Education or anything. No. He was just like a celebrity chef who just like, he did this programme where Where he was like, <laughs> he realised that like people going to school and they would just eat junk food from like the start of the day to the end of the day. We, just... we had like a Coke vending machine yeah. and t- sort of like burgers that had like 3% meat in them or whatever. <laughs> and like, yeah you just eat just like crap food all day and then you'd, they'd be like, why are the kids so hyper? <laughs> that programme though that Jamie Oliver mm. like school meal crusade or whatever it was called it's... I don't think the word crusade was in there <laughs> I think well all I remember from it is the trailers of him like being in a school and like holding up like a courgette and saying to kids what is this and them not knowing and, and him, him like, just, crying. like crying <laughs> um, but well to be honest I think the tears mainly came because like it, it's so instructive. I, I think this is so instructive about British cult- culture. This guy came along and was basically like, and maybe he was a little bit high-handed about it, but he was basically like, it would be really nice if your kids weren't just like stuffing themselves with like E-numbers and sugar all day and maybe ate the odd vegetable. And people were furious. People could not have been more furious. Yeah, and they'd they be like, like handing burgers over the fence to the, to the children. <laughs> <laughs> so that they wouldn't have to suffer the indignity of eating a vegetable. Oh my god! Yeah, very interesting. God bless like... Great Britain. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, so yeah, now those came in when we were like sort of halfway through secondary school. Yeah. Um. So then they brought sort of some vegetables in, but I something that amazes me about your school is that you oh, were allowed yeah. to go out at lunchtime. We when they kept a very sort of close eye on us. My school was very strict. 
Yeah, mine wasn't. I, I, the thing is, discipline at my school was not great, and I think they knew they just had to pick their battles. They mm. couldn't spend all day, you know, sort of measuring girls' skirts and things like that. Like, <laughs> it was all sort of past that point. But yeah, we were allowed out at lunchtime, so like, um, my school was sort of on the edge of like a big housing estate um, that had a chippy in it, so people would go up to there for lunch, um, and then there was also a petrol station across the road, which is where I used to go for my lunch. I was thinking glamour. about this. I was thinking about this this morning, knowing that we were going to have this conversation. And, like, I remember, like, sometimes I would maybe get, like, a Ginster's pasty. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, £1.50 or something. And I maybe had, like, £2.50 or something for my lunch. So I could get much more bang for my buck if I bought, like, a packet of crisps, a chocolate bar, a can of fizzy juice. Yeah. <laughs> which you would call... Fizzy drink. Yeah. But, do you ever call it Pop. I, I think that's quite like an older person Fizzy thing. Pop. But yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I know I just, I cannot believe that in my sort of, at a tender age when I was yeah. still growing and developing, I was eating it as a meal every day, like a chocolate bar and a, and a packet of crisps and like a can of iron brew or Coke Oh, so or you'd have that instead of the... Instead of the Ginsburg's pasty. pasty, yeah. Well, if you're buying a pasty for 150 and you had 250 for your lunch, what did you do with the remaining quid? I, okay, I'm, the figures might not be exact But here. do you know what I mean? I Would you remember. have bought, like, a drink to accompany, uh, to accompany the Ginsters? Yeah, I don't know. I so rarely got the Ginsters because mm. I, I could see the potential uh, <laughs> with other, um, with other purchases. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whereas I had a packed lunch throughout school. So wholesome. Um, did you have assembly at school? We had assembly, I think... Probably every day, but maybe a well, few times a week. And we was, would sing hymns. Yeah, same. I, this is the bizarre thing. Cause, so my school, in Scotland, you go to either a Catholic school or a non-denominational school. Uh, non-denominational meaning Protestant. This is like state schools. This isn't like private schools or faith schools or whatever. But no, yeah, just it, like yeah, state schools for a free are either, school as a standard. Yeah. Um, in Scotland, they're all either Catholic or non-denominational. I, I don't know how many are Catholic. Maybe like a fifth of them, maybe less than that. Um, but yeah, so I went to a non-denominational school, which means Protestant. So like, we a minister came in. Yeah, however often we had assemblies, maybe once a week. Actually, the minister wasn't always there, but he would often come in and we always sang hymns. We always sang uh, All Things Bright and Beautiful. It's um, honest, we didn't do that at my school, and I think we might have been the only primary school in the whole UK that has oh, not really? sang that song. That's such a, like, yeah. Well, we've you, we've bonded before over having to sing that song that's like, I was cold, I was naked, where are you there? And everyone just screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, but yours wasn't a Church of England school, because that is no, a thing. No, it wasn't. Um, but, like, we still sang religious songs I think we did prayers and stuff like oh my first head teacher at my primary school played the guitar and we no, sing like no. come by <laughs> oh, God. oh painful yeah I know um, um whereas yeah I, when we got like a new head teacher he didn't have these skills so oh, we were we sad. were spared but um yeah it was just do you think it's still like this because surely would... that's really controversial now to like force kids to sing religious songs I think it's just the like it's just the way just, it is, especially yeah. like in England. Like, yeah, it's it's just weird the amount of religion you. Because like we did the nativity play. Did you do a nativity every oh, year? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where like, especially when you were in the younger years, you. I I think I was a shepherd. Um, 
Because we did Nativity for like the first two years, but then after that, you know, we did things like Pinocchio. Uh, oh. Yeah. And then, you know, the sort of plays that are just written for yes. primary schools that they like buy. Yeah. I was going to say off the internet, but I guess back then out of a catalogue, they like buy these yeah. mad plays um, that have some kind of morals. So we did those as well. We we did. We never did like a proper one. We only ever had those like, those were like knockoff ones. <laughs> what were it's um, called? Like Pinocchio. <laughs> It wasn't quite Oh, that. no, don't say that. Disney will be suing us now, <laughs> Lord of the Pinocchios. <laughs> no, we did one that was um, the Bumble Snouts from Outer Space. <laughs> and that had, you know, that had a strong environmentalist message. Oh, right. It was, um, there was Mrs. Busy, no, what was it? Mrs. Fizzy keeps so busy all the day with her aerosol spray. It must have been pre the CFC ban. Oh, yeah, oh, It was my really gosh. aging me. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that was quite progressive. Oh, my God, you single-handedly solved the climate You're emergency. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. That's why it's not a problem anymore um okay well that's quite enough dwelling on our school years i think i feel suitably triggered and traumatized well i I feel glad that we didn't get into the sort of nitty-gritty because like in terms of like particular experiences that happened to us at school no we've kept it nice and general we're honestly talking about it as if we're really traumatized we're not it's just not pleasant going to school no i wouldn't i wouldn't go back and if uh, you found it pleasant to be at school then uh, don't write in and tell us (laughs) because we won't understand you'll make us feel very inadequate um but if you've got any questions about life like school life in the uk and especially about all this weird stuff of like state schools and private schools and public schools which we did we touched on a bit in our episode about poshness oh yeah so like listen back to that if you want to know a bit more about like private schools but um yeah if you've got questions about the school system then you can let us know in the usual ways on instagram at not the queen's english uh, via our patreon patreon.com forward slash not the queen's english um you can also subscribe to our patreon and if you do uh you get our cheat sheets uh, do you want to say what the cheat sheets are um the cheat sheets are wonderful documents composed generally by my own fair hand uh in which we explain any slang sort of advanced vocabulary yeah like that composed means. by my fair hand <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why I do this to why myself. Why we talk so like loftily <laughs> on the podcast? We're like, ooh. <laughs> this is something about you, the use of language in the UK that I I want our listeners to understand, but it's very difficult to explain because I don't think we're the only people who do this. People quite often use like weirdly like literary language in like quite colloquial settings mm. and it's sort of it's sort of for comic effect I write that in the cheat sheet all the time <laughs> and I, or I say like we use this humorously and I'm like well really that's for the listeners yeah, to judge, you can be the, judge <laughs> the, the intention might be humour but the effects it's just pretension thank um. you um, so yeah and, but anyway yeah the cheat sheet which you get for you know just a pound a month which is extremely cheap you wouldn't you wouldn't even miss it that's all we're saying. What, the pound? The pound. Okay, I think you meant not having the cheat sheets. It's like, I think you would. It's nice to have that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you won't know how you lived without them once you, once you get mm, into it. Yeah, um, no going back. So that's available if you want it. And you can also just send us questions uh, through the usual channels, Instagram and all that. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. But in the meantime, it's time for us to go and have dinner. Yeah, we're ravenous. I hope you can't hear our tummies rumbling. (laughs) That would be embarrassing. It would be. Um, They'll probably think that we live in a house with very creaky doors, which we do. Also Um, true, yeah. Um, and you know there is a, a poltergeist upstairs at least as well one. Yeah. Um, so yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon bye Ta-ra. cheerio